Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to The Reel Down on Battle and Fin with your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything in tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. What's going on, Jimmy? What's up, man? How you been? Good. Uh, went out to Gunnersville this weekend and got spiked. You fought a bunch of wind too, man. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Damn lion weatherman said so it was like 10 miles an hour, it was 25 out there. Gust of everything. Hey, at it's least you fun. got to get out, man. Yeah. I recovered from one hell of a work week. <laughs> I didn't you do much at all. I was done. I was so... I haven't worked till my feet hurt that bad in a long time. It was, it was rough. Working for yourself, it's it's tough nowadays. Yeah, it's getting it's it's getting busy, which is great. You know, I just did all the legal stuff for my business, and that's exciting. But I'm slowly losing all of my fishing time. So, and I, I, I like you, you had enough time to set up a nice new background there. Going shiplap, you're one of those uh, <laughs> one of those gains people. No, I didn't set up anything. I'm I just, a white man. White. <laughs> I just white moved shirt. everything out to the camper. Give my wife the dining room back. And it, it does look cool. I'll get some PNF stuff yeah. going or something like yeah. that. I'm down in my kid's basement, his playroom. <laughs> like a bunch of toys. Don't it, it looks okay right here over there is no more. It. <laughs> it is. It's chaos around the corner. This is like the, the fisherman's like a uh, air mattress room. Everybody comes and stays. <laughs> Fishes Akusa. But yeah, obviously tonight we got a, a great guest. Never been on show before. I don't know how that how that happened, how it took this long. But uh we have 
the one, the only, the co-founder of the cesspool Cag Bass Nation. If you just watch from over there, he's over here now. And the co-founder of Yak Addicts Apparel. Uh, I own some stuff myself. Great, you know, great gear. And uh, and now he's the owner of a Happy Gilmore size $30,000 check. Mr. Take Your Lunch Money, Ryan Lambert. <laughs> What's up, guys? Football? What's going on, dude? Thanks for being on, man. No problem, buddy. I'm glad you got the check up there. Yeah, I had to. I'm, I'm at my at my girlfriend's house in Atlanta, and I had to bring it down. She's like, "What are you doing with that?" I was like, "I need a background in this little closet I'm about to do the podcast in." It's <laughs> never leaving my side again. I know. I said, "I'm bringing home the bacon." That's what you told me to do. That's right. You can't be upset with that. No. I keep a picture of that. Even if I didn't have it with me, I keep a picture of it like in my wallet, like a kid's picture. <laughs> I, I can't. I still can't believe it, man. That is, that was catching that fifth fish was the most overwhelming experience of my life next to the birth of my child. I was like, you know, I just, gosh, it was so many emotions at once. It was nuts. I watched that little video you posted and you could like, you could hear it in your voice. Like, dude, like I bet your heart was like, <sighs> to get it in the net. I was like this, like, I, I mean, in, I'm used to everything going wrong. So I was like, you know, I, I feel like something terrible is going to happen. And once it hit the net, I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is real. Like, I just didn't blow it <laughs> like <laughs> I thought I was going to. Heck yeah. And if, if anybody has any questions for Ryan and I, please ask away and share as always. But um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll go ahead and get started. I'll go over some of the numbers here. First, there was a shootout. At 29 anglers, Jeremy Mitchell won that one again. Uh, he had just won the All American. He had 82 and three quarter. Congratulations to him. Uh, Yin Hua Yang, he he got second with 77 and a half, and Joey Randall in third with 75 and a half. So day one at TOC, you had 95 inches, first place. All smally. Yeah, second Christine Fisher, 94 inches. Uh, my boy Lance Cooley. His second day didn't work out, but uh, he he was came strong day day one ninety two and a half. Uh, your boy Jordan Marshall, who was just on KBN, go back and listen to that if if y'all weren't already on there. Ninety one inches and Russ Snyder's with eighty nine and a quarter. Day two ninety one and a quarter. You backed it up a little bit less, but still the biggest bag of the day. Uh, second Jordan Marshall, he came up. He had eighty four and a half. Cooley McGowan, 82 and three quarter. Brandon Prince, 82 and three quarter. And then Ron, 81 and just 81 even. And then so total, you had 186 and a quarter. You won by 10 inches, 10 and three quarter inches. That's ridiculous. All brown fish. That's the best part. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the only reason, like, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't bust 95 in state. Uh, I had 98, 98 and a half or something in the state championship up there, same waters a month ago, but I had a 23 and a half inch kicker largemouth. I didn't have that on this stringer. So I was honestly, I wasn't even factoring in uh, having the potential of that giant, you know, freak largemouth bite, but I was comfortable betting that I was going to catch 88 to 92 inches every day. I, I that was my, like, I knew that was going to happen. So I, I wasn't shocked too much, but I didn't expect to bust 95 on the first day. I think that, and I I had, 
I didn't come in like talking trash because I was nervous because I hadn't pre-fished it. You know, I just knew where those fish were a month ago. So I wouldn't be in too like boasty. Uh, Marshall yeah. had a chip on his shoulder and he should have because he is, he's a local river hammer That's up there. Uh, but I was just kind of whispering in a little people's ears, like, don't sleep on me now. Like, I, I know what I'm doing up here. And uh, and thankfully, those those fish were there. Once I hit 95, you couldn't tell me anything in the world that I wasn't going to win it. <laughs> 90, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 95, man, in, in 45 minutes, I was like, nope, done, done. Still, if, if, even in that range, if you're saying 88 to 92 a day, or 95 a day, 88 a day would have been enough to get it too. 88 a day is, that's about average for that stretch of river. I've, I've fished it yeah. four times now and, and three, four, all four, actually all four have been 91 and above all four times that I've fished that stretch. So I, I feel for good. Any, What's that? For anybody that doesn't obviously, you know, don't give up where you're fishing, but uh, like we know you were on a float. Uh, how many miles was it? I saw you post that. So the the float. So uh, let me tell you how this is set up. So obviously, I, and I'll tell you, I was on the French Broad River. Like that's I don't I don't care. I'm never going back. Uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, I went up there. Uh, Terry Golden. He's he's one of the gentlemen that fishes TVKA with us. He had yeah, never he, fished he a river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had never fished a river before. This was his first river float, and I just picked two random spots on the on the map, and we showed up and. He and I were fishing, and I look over at the ramp, and I see Jordan Marshall and Eric Thomason put in. I was like, "Boy, we don't, right. we don't made a good call right here." So I slid down through there, uh, throwing a jackhammer the whole float, and I had ninety-two and a half pre-fishing. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> this is good." I didn't know where the the hot stretch was at that point, so we come back. I think it was like three and a half weeks later is when the state championship fell. And me, Terry, and his son, Brad, are all floating together. And I look over, and Terry pulls like a 19-and-a-half-inch smallmouth off this unsuspecting-looking bank that's like kind of flooded timber. And it's it's not a current break uh, completely. I mean, there's a good bit of current moving through there, but it's on the inside bend of of the river. And I look over and see him pull that off, and we're floating, and we're about to hit this bridge. And... I'm trying to not hit the bridge. So I look back and I see Brad pull like a 20 inch small mouth off. And I was like, everybody stop, 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 stop. We got to get, <laughs> we got to get back up here. There's not two fish that big there on accident. Like there's more fish there. So oh, I yeah. went way up past it to try to find where it started, where the, you know, where the school started. By the time I got back down, they already had two more over 18 inches pulled out of that spot. And I was like, Oh shoot, we found it. So you know, it was the hurricane was blowing through and we were just rotating in the piss pouring rain, you know, all through just rotating, hitting the spot, pulling an 18, 19, 20 inch smallmouth off. And uh, I, I said, this place is special. Like this wasn't an accident. This is something that, you know, there's obviously something to it. So I literally bet 30 grand on me being right on that gut feeling. So uh, I didn't even pre-fish it. I, just, I went in and just went in blind wow. as a bat. And we did the float the first day to answer your original question. It was 17 miles. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to put in right on top of it almost and go up river to get to it. Instead, I saw Matt Ball and Jody Queen launching there. And I told Shane, I was like, 
ain't no way I'm fishing a river behind Jody Queen. So we're going to put some <laughs> distance between me and him because he will pick it apart. Like yeah. the guy, I mean, Jody is a super great, super humble guy, but he'll beat your eyeballs out. And I was like, I'm not, I ain't getting his scrap. So we went way on up and I ended up catching a, a 19 and a half inch smallmouth on the way down. And when I got to the spot, I hit it first. And I think I already had like a 20 and a quarter by the time Shane got to me. And then he watched me catch uh, a 19 and a quarter and I think an 18 and a half off of it. And I was, I hit 95 and I just reeled my shit up and put it down. I said, I'm done. It's 10, 10 07. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, did anybody else see you do it right there? <clears throat> no. That's Same why we did that. Were, you you <laughs> so, were gone. We were the only truck to launch up higher. So everyone else had already floated down. And that's what I didn't want to happen with somebody to see me. Uh, Apparently, you know, we got all these photo analyzers and shit out here in the world. Uh, So people were like breaking down what was in the, I got three or four messages, like be careful about the pictures you post with something in the background. I'm like, I I don't mind addressing something with somebody if they are sliding up on my stuff, you know, day two, like that's, that's fine. But uh, yeah, that, that happened of course. So, yeah, I want to get to that in a second. We'll we'll let you tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, did do you want to get to like what's what's your whole? Because uh, I mean, that's two years in a row that uh, obviously you know you love Z Man. You're in Z Man. You're wearing a hat. That's two years in a row that TOC has been won by a jackhammer. Last year was Jody throwing a jackhammer in a place where you wouldn't normally. He was throwing it in laydowns, which. You would think square bill, something, you know, you wouldn't really think a jackhammer. And now you want it this year with it. What's your whole setup? I think a jackhammer is probably the most one. A jackhammer or this guy. Ned saved the day. The jackhammer caught a 19 and a half. Ned caught every, everything else. I think I had one more on a spinner bait, maybe. So eight fish on a 10 fish stringer came, came from a Ned rig. Uh, oh, okay. If they were hitting moving baits, it would have been a jackhammer. But those fish, you know, kind of unique to that spot, those fish, they they turn off after a couple moving bites. Like they see their, they see their friends get snatched out of there, you know, chasing that shiny blade. And they're like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to eat that anymore. Oh, so okay. you, you, you have to slow down. My jackhammer. My bad. Uh, I wish, I wish. I like the hook set a whole lot better yeah. than the jackhammer. Uh, I, I carried, I carried four rods with me. I used three. I had, uh, I had a G Loomis, uh, conquest, uh, that I was throwing the jackhammer on. I had a SLX, uh, glass rod. I had a spinner bait on it. Glass and then rod. I had a Loomis, uh, spinning rod. All my rods got stolen, like at, at state championship that afternoon. So Steve-O went down to dugout and bought me a whole new batch of rods with my debit card. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> he, has <laughs> he has expensive taste. I've never bought a rod over a hundred dollars. So. <laughs> wow. How much is a conquest rod? I don't know. Uh, I've never even heard of a conquest. Six, it's 600 bucks. And, yeah. and I've that's why never, I don't know. I dude, I literally, my first rod that I won my first, three or four bass tournaments was a freaking Berkeley lighting rod and a $50, you know, black max reel. Like I, I don't, no. I don't think you need to spend money on it, but having the the right action rod is, is always going to be better, you know, for especially treble hooks or like jackhammers specifically spinner baits. Oh, yeah. 
things where they can get leverage on and get that hook out. Like you need something that's a little more, you know, fast, got a little more flex to it. So it doesn't allow them to get that kind of leverage on them. And I see that I'm not an idiot, but I am stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, now you can buy you a whole set of conquest rods if you want to. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> that money be going way, way other places. I, I don't, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, those Berkeley Lightning rods are count. That's all I used to have when I was younger. I still got that first one. I'll never, I'll never yeah, throw it away. I'll I've got one of the originals because I remember when they changed them up and they turned when they went to those orange blanks. I hated them. Yeah, I, I don't have one of those. The one I've got is probably uh, seven years old. It was you know the old graphite looking, just plain black, black yeah. with a port candle. Yeah. yeah. Which which Ned rig do you use? Uh, I like the big TRD. The big one, oh, okay. Yeah, I like the big one. I mean, I like throwing. I, I used to throw shaky heads, so I got kind of turned on to the Ned rig trend, and I, I catch I catch the heck out of smallmouth on a Ned rig pretty much anywhere. Anywhere that you think a smallmouth lives, just throw throw a Ned rig, and and you'll catch them. So I know it definitely seems like the. I usually throw the small ones, but the seems like the hookup ratio is a whole lot better than a shaky head. Oh, it is. Well, I mean, it's an exposed hook generally. I mean, most of the time right. when you're throwing a shaky head, you know, you'll you'll kind of hide the hook a little bit. But that I think that's the key is just it being an exposed hook. And I use the ones with the weed guard, the net head the weed guard. Yeah. Yeah, the little deals. So uh, uh, I want to give credit to the other folks. Jordan Marshall, uh, he was second with 175 and a half. Christine making the big giant comeback. Felt bad for her last year. Not to bring up last year, but you know, she made it to the TOC last year, but this year did great. Got third, 172, Coley McGowan, 166, and Joseph Sanderson, fifth with 163 and a half. And congrats to Drew Gregory for getting the AOI in that uh, Halloween, what, what, Outback or PA? Yeah, it was a PA 360, man. I tried to yeah, buy off of him on the spot. I was ready to take that thing home. <laughs> He said he's going to check with his wife and get back to me. I want it. I do. I want to buy it right now. He'll come with a bunch of Crescent stickers on it. I felt yeah. bad for Russ, man. Russ had such a killer year. I, like, I was, you know, putting the money on. I was like, that's why he hadn't bought him one yet. He's getting that one at the that's, end of the year. So, you know? listen, I, and I, Russ is not like a cocky, boasty dude. I was talking oh, yeah, to him no. in the parking lot when he, he was like, man, I'm paddling this attack. That current was awful. I was like, I feel bad for anybody trying to paddle anything out there. I said, man, you need to run down to Jamie and get you a get you a 360. He said, without even batting an eye, I'm about to win one tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Russ. He's got a yeah. Titan. Why, why ain't he uh, take the Titan? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he still – does he still have it? I actually don't know if he does. I don't know if he does. He won it in state last year. Yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know if he. I don't know if he still has it. I thought I saw a picture not too long ago with it, but uh, I, he. I know he had it at one point. I don't know if he. I don't yeah. know if he still has it. Uh, John Boot at or Butte asked if you. That's tried my boy from Nashville. The the molten craw big TRD. I do. I like the molten craw, especially in. I like it better in smaller rivers, John. To to answer your question, I, I usually throw. Um, I usually throw just green pumpkin. That's kind of my go-to color. Uh, I threw green pumpkin until I broke it off. And I threw, uh, I had one Ned head left, by the way, on day two. I was getting real scared. Wow. Uh, copper truce. So I switched to copper truce. Oh, I threw it. And whatever, whatever that broke off on, 
I hooked the green pumpkin Ned and pull, I'll post a picture later on, but I hooked, hooked that and pulled my other Ned head back up. So then I had two and I had my green pumpkin worm back. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That that's, was your day, man. That that's, a, that's a pro move, boys. That's a pro <laughs> move. Catch your own bait when you break it off. I like yeah. it. Hey, real quick while we're on questions, uh, my boy Chris Marks wants to know what's their best trailer for a jackhammer. I, I like the Razor Shads. Uh, you can tell me anything different you want to. A lot of people throw Zayco on there, but the Razor Shads has the same action as a Zayco, but it's elastic. So instead Last of going through oh, five or six, I will go like five or six weeks throwing the same the same trailer. I have rusty jackhammers in the console of my Hobie right now with the same trailers on them, and I'll pick them right back up, time on, and throw them out. Here's, here's a question for you for me. When you when your jackhammers finally go and they rust out, you just keep using them. Yes. You, yeah. I I watched a guy putting them up. Like I'm done with these. They're rusted. And I was like, what? No. No, man. I think <laughs> a rust on that hook. I think that holds the fish on better. I'm not even exaggerating, dude. I throw rusty, rusty jackhammers. I got a, I had a box leak on me and me not know it. And I've got like five, like bad rusted jackhammers. They still got the skirts are still fine on them. I was like, yeah. meh. Sharpen the tip. They'll be alright. I'm, I'll give it right now. Everybody needs to go ahead and buy up those orange ones, the fire crawl before the yeah. spring crawl. Spring comes because there's not going to be any. Buy some now. Yeah. Well, anybody that's looking, uh, I got them for fifty-five dollars a piece right now. Ah, oh man! Yeah, I'm just kidding. I like it. So, what? Explain to everybody. What do you do for a living again? Like you train doctors to. Uh, so I, yeah, so like I was an x-ray tech. I started life as an x-ray tech at Erlanger hospital in Chattanooga. I uh, worked in the emergency room there for a couple of years. Then I worked in surgery for like five or six years doing uh, endovascular surgery. So like aortic aneurysm repairs and stuff. And then I got hired on to the industry side with GE healthcare. And I started teaching, like when you buy a new system, I would go in and train the x-ray techs how to use it. Well, then I got, they call it advanced clinical specialist. Uh, I got to where I would go in and train the doctors on how to use the 3D software that we sell, like installing the AAA graphs and brain stents and heart valves. And uh, I actually just found out recently that I'm going to be moving over to a full sales role and just have the Tennessee territory. So I don't have to live in a suitcase anymore. I can use the studio that I built in my house to do these podcasts and and hopefully get to fish Gunnersville and Chickamauga every day. So I can't wait. Congrats, man. That, and that's what I was going to ask. How the hell do you have all this time to go on I these don't. hunting trips and the fishing trips? He doesn't have a daughter. Dude, I live in a suitcase. Like I get home on Thursday evenings from work. I'll usually have Friday to like get my laundry done and pack for whatever adventure is going on or whatever fishing tournament a lot of these tournaments i i may get one day to pre-fish or, or no days to pre-fish and I, I get lucky a lot i mean sometimes i make good decisions sometimes i make bad ones but uh yeah. you know it, it, it's, that's that's what my life is so uh I'm, I'm hoping once i can have it a little more structured i can i can really try to try to hammer down and put some time into the stuff so he, he, he went, watch out Went from a specialist in the medical field to now you're a PKA man. Good job. Yeah, it does, is I think does this one is that it? Is that have I reached I have the threshold? That question. What yeah. what makes a P a professional kayak angler and are you a PKA? Uh, I don't 
I'm not. Uh, I, I have a job. I'm going to do that tomorrow. So <laughs> I, I honestly, man, I, you know, we have these like what well, in our in our little world that are pro yeah. level tournaments, you know, that are paying out, you know, eight, ten thousand dollars. I think that's great. But when you when you say somebody's a professional, like I, I think of that as, you know, that's what they do financially independent of of anything else like you know they're not like you know washing cars and mowing yards you know every day and then they fish on the weekends when when you tell me like i'm a pro angler i think that your sponsors are paying your hotel bills paying your house payment paying for your truck like you're that is your living so i don't you know i i understand that we're, we're trying to grow this or whatever but when you say like a professional kayak angler, and I'm not saying some of these dudes aren't like, I think Russ is up to what, like 40 grand or something this year, you know, like a, just, <laughs> I mean, that's a good number, but I like, I, I can't, I can't do that. You know, that's not, that's not going to be something where I would quit my job and be like, I, I want to risk it all to, <laughs> to get out here and, fish. and chase, yeah, you know? chase that right now. Now, when you start getting like non-endemic sponsors coming in and really putting the backing into it, when they say, here's you, you know, this dealership's going to give you a truck and, you know, this sponsor's giving you six grand a year, this one's eight, this one's 10, whatever. When you can string together something like that and then your winnings are icing on the cake, then, then I think we can, you know, really Talk. have professional kayak anglers. Do you and, think that's coming? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do too. I think it's growing. This is growing so fast. And like, I've got a lot of buddies in a lot of different industries, like the mossy oak guys, the hook guys, like they are shifting a lot of their, like mossy oak. That's their wrap on my boat right now. I'm, I don't work for them or anything like that's the kind of interest that they're taking. They reached out. They're like, Hey, we're trying to get in, man. Well, you know, will you let us get a foot in the door? I think once you start seeing stuff like that happening, that you know, that's what's going to generate these these other outside companies into wanting the advertising. But I've said this before. I think for the advertising, you have to offer more live media content. So yeah. there's going to have to be live streaming from your kayaks. Like there, there's got to be more to bring the dollar in. You know, that's why bass boats are are knocking it out of the park because they have cameras. They have cameramen on, on you know, a lot of the, yeah. the pro boats. That's a trick. Like we have to figure out something like that. I would well, love to know a rough number of what someone like Bassmaster pays a day in their media coverage to run around the lake. You know, move camera guys from one angler to another when they have to. Well, I would just love to know what that dollar is. A, you need to get Cody Prather on sometime from, from yeah, Texas. He's cool. a cameraman for MLF. And I mean, you know, he had a lot to do with the original TOC when it was, when it was in Texas. Uh, you need to need to get him on and that'd be a great question to ask him for sure. I have to write that one down. It's, um, I don't know. Well, we'll see. It's, it's tough. Even the, even the people who are kind of the pro, what we consider a pro, Christine, Jody, Cody, Russ—they're still, you know, they still have a side job. They're pressure washing. Jody's it, got Russ, dude. You know, Russ hustles all kinds. Of, Russ yeah. hustles his ass off. Oh, Not yeah. only is he a great angler, Russ is a hustler, like all the time. Christine, she's, you know, she does some right. writing, writing yeah. work, marketing work. Like you look and you're like, 
goes, she's just living, you know, living this. And she does. Christine has some great sponsors, like, you know, real, real and cash it, sponsors. Yeah. Like, she, she's got some real good stuff going. But, I mean, you still have to have, you still, right now, you still have to have something to kind of put everything together, right. I think. So if if you can't say yourself, I'll make it easy for you. So you can't say yourself, who's the best angler right now? Is it Russ? Dude, I wouldn't say myself in the top 15 or 20 people. Listen, I I know where I'm at, buddy. I would would have to say, you know, if you put them in 100 tournaments, they're going to cash checks in 97 of them. It'd be Russ Snyder's. I think think he's – you know, Jody, I know Jody's had a lot of success. I'm not trying to uh, – Jody would be a close second in my opinion, but I think Russ from coast to coast, north to south, like he's a freaking hammer. I don't know he what he's got it out. Dude, I don't, I don't know what he does. I want to fish with him one day. I want to yeah, sit I'm and freaking him. watch Russ, man. Like, ugh. I haven't got to fish with him, but I had just the – when we had our paddle and fin meetup, uh, him – and uh, Adam Reiser came down and hung out with us and just got to sit at a table at the restaurant and talk to him yeah. and like just listen to him talk about little stuff. It was like blowing my mind. I was like, <coughs> dude, there's a whole other level cool to your brain. Like, I bet, I bet, and I don't want to give too much away, I bet that there's going to be some sort of media platform that, that Russ will jump on and, and, and share some of these some of these magic tricks. So we might get a look into the mind of Russ Snyder's before too long. Cool. I need it. <laughs> I hope he, does. He, he is our Aaron Martins. Like he yeah. is. Yeah. For Russ all, Snyder's and Greg okay. Blanchard. I don't know if you guys know Greg. Well, he just, he hits different, man. He, uh, he knows, he knows the stuff. I wish we could get him a little less, you know, like shy on the, the media side of it. Cause he does do some stuff, but, and you know, like he's been on the show and then you'll reach out and, you know, you can't really get in touch with him. And like, he's one of those people, if he marketed himself just a little bit different. Like, oh yeah. Dude, it, talent wise, he has more than amazing. any, and, but it's, you know, just like you said, when you're, these companies are looking, they're looking for a, a talent, but they're looking for a presence too. Like I'm, I'm, yeah self-marketing almost you know where you're out like shaking hands kissing babies putting stuff together and i think like you said russ doesn't care about that though he goes out to wax your ass with a fishing pole like every other weekend like and then he'll go back and pressure wash your house yeah (laughs) take your money two ways (laughs) yep yep so uh so not to blow smoke if if russ snyder's is our aaron martins or you are swindle uh that would be a compliment it, it, my it, this is why i say that because a lot of people win tournaments russ yeah. jody cody christine i have never seen so many people so excited and post so much stuff over somebody winning a tournament as you as what has happened in the last day and a half i and i appreciate that i really do i i don't know I don't know. I don't know where I, I put myself. I think I'm more like uh, the like John Daly uh, in kayak fishing. Like, like get the I don't, pants. Get I the don't, pants. I don't take myself too seriously. I love to have fun. Like, I love the social aspect and, and getting people out, pulling people out of their shell. You know, I like getting all the guys together from from out of town and us 
you know, doing stuff together. I like, I like G-Man. I do. And I like to have the, the media side of things too. Like I know KBN sometimes is just an absolute dumpster fire and I can't put it out, but a lot of times, it. you know, we try to, we try to promote the anglers. You know, we try to push that. Like if nobody else wants to, like we'll do it. And we try to push the series too, because you have to have that link you know, to, to the people and people like to get on there and bullshit, but then they see like some real stuff and they're like, Oh, like, Hey, check that out too. So I, I think that might be part of it is people kind of see, you know, see me doing the podcast stuff and that kind of thing. And I've, I've been so close in so many freaking tournaments, man. I've got, <laughs> I've got a lot of top tens. This was my first national level win. And it is literally the biggest, most important tournament I've ever fished. So I mean, I, you're, I think you're I done, now, man. Well, how do you top this? It. I mean, it's it's time to hang it up. That's what I asked. That's that's exactly what I asked in in my in my group chat. I was like, I, I feel like I need to just retire because I don't know what I could do that's going to mean more than than that right there. Where it was competing against Jordan Marshall, uh, specifically Jordan Marshall, me yeah. and him. We're, we're really, really good friends, but we're arch enemies on the water. Like we, the only person the other one wants to beat is, is the other guy. Like that's yeah. <laughs> every single time. So that just meant so much to be there and to, to have had that success in the state championship that, and the little girl, conference, I don't know if y'all saw that my Instagram story on day one, this, this little girl was standing on the bank, right, right down from where I launched. She wasn't standing there yet. I, I was fishing. And I hear a camper door. I'm fishing by a campground. I hear a camper door slam. And this little girl, she's like seven, comes running to the water's edge. She's like, hey, mister. Hey, mister. And I was like, hey, how you doing? She said, I caught my first bass here yesterday. It was big. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, you, you fish a lot? She's like, no, I mean, I, I just started. She's like, that was, that, was, that was the first fish I caught. And I was like, cool. I was like, did you put it back? Is he still here? And she's like, yeah, I put it back. And about that time I set the hook and it was like a, I don't know, 10 inch fish or something. So I think it may have been 14 or something like that. And uh, she said, Oh, that's not it. Mine was way bigger. <laughs> I started laughing and, and her mom came out and she's like, you know, leave the, leave him alone. You know, he's fishing. The fish will hear you. I said, I'm trying, if the fish can hear me, I'm trying to catch these dumb ones that can't hear me. If they can hear me, they're too smart. Those are not the ones that I'm, that I'm going after. So, I sat and talked to her. She told me her brother like had a flag football game, so she wasn't going to get to fish today. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> she could fish tomorrow. And you know, just that engagement. She was so nice and so sweet. Told me her name. I told her that I, you know, I've got a daughter and I take her fishing all the time, and she loves it. And she's, you know, she she was just so sweet. And she's like, "Have a nice day." She's like, "Good luck in your tournament," and waved. And I was like, "Ah, like that," you know. Uh, resets your mood for sure yeah, man. yeah, yeah look, I, I, you, you could have went the other way and been like i'm a pka bitch get off my phone <laughs> man i i seriously i just took about like and we had we probably sat there and talked for 15 or 20 minutes me and this little seven-year-old i'm just sitting here in the water talking to her like shane's freaking a mile and a half down the river by this point and i was like i bet he's wondering what i'm doing and i, I was like you know this is going to be a good day like whatever happens from here on out like this is this is going to be a good day and i think that's the kind of stuff that that we need to keep an eye on is is kind of oh, yeah. what you can impact outside of kayak fishing all right i'm i'm about to get crazy here but stay with me all right would you ever and 
Let me get to the end before you say yes or no. Would you ever be open to fishing a KBF event again? But I only say that because now you, if, if you're saying how could you ever top that, maybe now the goal has to be the Triple Crown. Like the TOC, the National Championship, and the Bass National Championship. So with all the stuff that's happened, you know, uh, on and off the water, back and forth, business decisions and personalities and whatnot, I – after Gunnersville, after that whole freaking debacle last year, and then, you know, payment issues and, and yeah. whatnot that, that happened throughout the year, judging issues, I had made my mind up that I, I was done, that I wasn't going to fish KBF anymore. My last event, if, if COVID hadn't killed that, was going to be the national championship on Gunnersville in the spring because that's my smallmouth bite. And I was catching – 98 99 100 inches of smallmouth every single day so i was yeah. like this is gonna be my ultimate mic drop see ya goodbye when that got moved to the fall on top of our state championship and then there was a conversation about why it was placed on our state championship they tried to like buy us off like to move our state championship that had been on the books you know for for two years and i was like this is why, like this, this is a perfect example why, like we have this awesome local kayak fishing community and, yeah. and our state championship's not a joke. Like we pay out, you know, and I was like, boy, like, how do you come in here and try to buy this off to answer your question? No, I won't, I won't do it under the current structure that it's set up under. Maybe if it gets bought out and things get turned around, I would consider it. Uh, I do want to win the Bassmaster Classic. I don't yeah. know if it'll happen this year. I'm going to try. I've, you know, I'm sure it's going to, obviously it's in Texas, so it's going to be a lake I've never seen before, but uh, I'm going to go out and give it hell. I'll probably take a jackhammer with me. I'd say. That's yeah. right. We're, we're using electronics for this event. <laughs> <laughs> so to address that, Craig Storms called me today and he's like, bro, what do you need? What do you need? What kind of batteries do you need? And I was like, I ain't got a battery operated nothing on my boat, Craig. I don't <laughs> I don't need any batteries. I don't, I have a fish finder. I have, you know, the transducer mounted for a Helix nine. When the fish go deep in the summer, uh, I'll run it for however many mid summer tournaments I fish, which is usually not many. Yeah. I can usually find fish shallow in the grass. I think I've really used my, my fish finder for the Hobie BOS Kentucky Lake this year. And that was it. I don't, I don't use a fish finder. Uh, how, so now with, with the next event coming up this weekend, you just won the TOC, and now bass is coming to your home lake. Dude, I, so I, I fished my home lake the weekend before the TOC, and it's a mess. Like, <laughs> chicken yeah, bite is fishing. Stingy, stingy. It's, it's fishing tough. I had two 16-and-a-half-inch fish uh, that I caught, you know, right next to the boat ramp in that tournament, and then I had like a 12-and-a-half or 13 I couldn't get rid of on our local three fish stringer. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm exhausted. Uh, I'm like, I put everything I had into, to what I did yesterday. I don't, know if I, I, I don't know if I'm going to fish chick, man. I, I've, I've already qualified for the classic in Texas. I'm registered for it. You know, I'll donate my money. I, I'm, I'm real good at donating money. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't care to do that. 
but I, I didn't get to see my daughter this past weekend. So I'm going to have her this weekend. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to guarantee I won't fish it, but I'm 90% sure that, that I'm not going to. If she wants to fish it, then <laughs> then we'll go. But I expect it to be cold, and Mackenzie does not like the cold. So, Yeah. When, when are you scheduled to be on Ike Love? Uh, so you scheduled yet? Uh, I was talking to Brian Carpenter about it before yeah. beforehand. We're trying to work it out. So I, I think they were going to have Aaron Martins on, and I was going to go on with him uh, Thursday or Friday, but something came up scheduling-wise with Aaron. So we're, we're trying to work it out. It'll be soon, though, I mean, for sure. What, would that be like a, a small dream to get on there? That, I've been that, on there before. Me, that, that to me would be like you, they, you know, you're doing they something. Actually, they had me on uh, after the, the Gunnersville event last year. Right. And the whole debacle went down. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. But bad. I mean, I know, I know, I know Charles and, and Brian and Ike himself, you know, we talked yeah. and, and, you know, bullshitting around at the Susky. He's a really, really cool guy. Becky's really great. I, I donate to their charity too. I, even though I can't make it up and fish their event, I still, you know, give money to it. Like I support what they're doing. Cause I think they're a real positive influence on not only, not only the fishing community, but, they're big in the kayak fishing as well. Cool. Well, man, we don't want to hold you up anymore. Do you have a, I, I guess, shout out to any sponsors you got? <laughs> man, uh, Z-Man, obviously. On like, if I didn't, yeah. if I didn't have the the Z-Man kid on me, it probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened this weekend. Uh, Shimano and G Loomis, uh, like I said, uh, I didn't didn't know what I, I've, I've thrown Shimano reels for a long time. Like, there's no doubt what you know they're they're smoother than anything anything else on the market so you know that those guys uh calco's fishing david romanus he's a he's always been a big supporter in my corner personally you know i get texts from him all the time just super encouraging uh plano fishing and uh dugout bait and tackle if you don't know the dugout guys jamie coza they are the whole family, like I was getting messages from, from the whole family, from Lee Rose, from Carter, from Jamie, like they, they're, you know, they're legit. They, they deserve everything they have. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're coming down from, for the chick event, go over there, check them out, check out the dugout, great store. How big and last, how big was the 360 in the river for this event for you? Massive. The maneuverability of that drive is is almost uh, a necessity you know like you could do it forward reverse whatever but making those turns when you get stuck in those those eddies like the current scene that's trying to push you one way or push you the other uh where it was really clutch and i don't know what would have happened if i didn't have it in this scenario i was going under a bridge and it's when that big squall blew through uh yesterday we had 20 mile an hour winds coming up the river and 10 mile an hour current going down the river. So I get stuck in this hydraulic and it's got my boat like, you know, sucking it down. And there's like four foot rollers coming over the front. And I'm like, I mean, I had to turn it sideways and kick as hard as I could just to get pulled out. And I mean, I'm just taking roller over roller off the front and I already had my fifth fish and I'm just trying to get to the ramp. Like I literally just, I went and sat in the truck and I was like, Psh. Like this, y'all can have it all. If you can beat me in this mess, you can have it. I don't want it. There you go. It's the same, man. 
Well, we appreciate you having on and having you on, and um, hopefully we'll have you on for again for too long. We won't wait this, you know, never have you on and then have you on. Hopefully it'll be for Stay too in long. touch, man. Keep up with my yeah, spare yeah. keys. Uh, we'll do it together. I, I get that key back to you. I don't want it. I don't want it in my house. It's bad luck. There'll be an, there'll be another event down there somewhere that I'm sure I'll I'll show Pickwick. up. At. Yeah. Oh what, yeah, whatever. for sure. Bring it to Pickwick because I'll probably lose my keys there. I'll give it to you then. Deal. All right. Be good, man. All right. Take it easy, y'all. See you. All right. There we go. Hard to beat that. The man himself. I'm, I'm man. I'm, I'm so happy for him. I, I really am. Like, I didn't realize that he hadn't had a national win. He, I mean, he's, you know, I even, I've got his 2020 stats. You know, he's got four wins this year, one Tennessee state championship or the, the cast state championship. But I didn't realize that he hadn't had a, had a, you know, top tier win, if you would. Cause he's I mean, he, trophy he, he does that, good. That cast state championship, that trophy is legit. And now he's yeah. got the best one. In oh, the world. And yeah. that Hobie, Hobie trophy oh, looks so good. That, thing, that thing's beautiful. Yeah. But uh, so I'll go over a couple of other events, like always. The KBBT Final Four, first place, Jason Campbell. He won it. He beat me. Uh, well, I didn't put up much of a fight because we were fishing Dale Hollow. But he ended, he beat me in the first round, and he ended up winning the whole deal. So that's why I lost, because he was destined to win the whole thing. Uh, Jared Brockelman, he got second. Conrad Benetti, the Barbarian. Uh <laughs> And Marty Hughes, that Marty Hughes, I'll tell you what, that guy is amazing. He is in Nebraska and he beats people's doors off like all the time. And that thing, I really enjoyed having him on the show too. Marty's a cool guy. He is the he is like Marty is really one of the best anglers in the country, legit, like, does not get his due. Um, they've been doing it forever, like, super OG to the sport. And uh, Kayak Anglers Florida on Lake Jackson. They only had 24 anglers, but honestly, there's no other tournaments going on. Florida's about all that's going to be going on here in the next couple months. Yeah. Uh, Michael Nielsen, 92 and a quarter. Uh, Charlie Greer, 90 and three quarter. And Richard White, 85 inches. And last, congrats to Damian Tell. He was just on show. Uh, his team won the Yakabass team tournament. There was nine teams, but... Uh, they were on Lake Comanche. I loved his team name. They were called Four and a Half Men because I'm guessing they had one short dude. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you could have one fish, and the way the links were real low. But I thought Four and a Half Men. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah. So, oh wait, here we go. Chris Marks, man, Randall have that competition if he gets that promotion next year. Fish daily on Gunnersville. Yeah. Randall, he ready. can't be stopped on Gunnersville. I must stop him. I'm not just gonna go fish right beside him like Bubba does. It seems to work out real good for Bubba Jones. Yeah, they right they right. fish spitting distance from each other and straight whack them. I'd like to get uh, Lambert down here in the spring and Randall on the same body of water in the spring. Large mouth versus small mouth. I think that'd be be a cool little one two one way or the other. I mean, if he's catching 95 plus on Gunnersville, I mean that's it doesn't matter. I mean, it's you know, right? You know, that's Randall's doing that in in the mats with largies, and Lambert's up north doing it with smallies. I mean, in the spring, I can catch 
90 inches a day on Gunnersville, but I'm gonna follow you to your spot this year. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. No, nah, I'm dude, I will outkick you. <laughs> I will outkick you. You I'm just gonna use the motor. Yeah, well, there you go. I'll just I won't go there. <laughs> All right. Well, a little bit a little bit of a short show, but that's fine. Just go upstairs, spend some family time. My wife hadn't seen me. I fished all day yesterday, and now I'm down here at night. But well, we got well, one more big one to cover next week. So, yep, yeah, check winners, and yeah, hopefully we'll have them on. That's the plan. Uh, good luck to everybody up there. I know I've already got some friends up there, and like Ryan said, it's it's fishing weird. So we'll yeah, see. Y'all are, are lucky. I won't be up there. This this cold, the cold starting today. Today it was definitely cooled off, so maybe it'll by the end of the week it'll get them alive. Yeah, maybe this will be the week it happens because we we've been waiting for that fall bite down here. So we'll see. Yep, I, we definitely haven't hit that in my opinion. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's been it's just been funky. It hadn't been like that, like the light switch like you like you want it to be. You know, so All right. We'll see. All right, but yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you again next week. Where are your PFDs? Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.